everyone and a very warm welcome to morning worship at Hillhead. Um, if you've been joining us in the last few minutes you'll have realised that we've had some sound problems this morning so if we have to do a bit of adjustment as we go please bear with us uh, just to make sure that those of us on Zoom and those of us on site in the hotel can all hear clearly. Our service this morning will be led by our Minister Katrina and also taking part in this service are Grace, who will lead the Lord's Prayer, and Sam, Rachel, Margaret, and Paul F., who will read scripture for us. Our musician this morning is Paul. And in a moment or two, Esther and David will be lighting our candle. Later in this service, we will welcome Bethany, Janet, and Nasi into the membership of Hillhead. Our responses as a congregation were attached to yesterday's email and we'll be invited to say those together whether we're in the hotel or on Zoom. We'll also share communion and so those of us on Zoom this morning will need to have something nearby to eat and drink when we reach that point in the service. Uh, as you know, Sunday School takes a break over the summer but the Kelvin Suite is available uh, if parents want to give children a break during the service or give uh, little ones a chance to run around for a bit. So just uh, cross the corridor and use the Kelvin Suite if you want to do that. And in family news, um, just a wee reminder that Lilius's funeral will take place on Tuesday the 19th of July at 10am. That's a week on Tuesday in the Harlot Crematorium in East Renfrewshire. Again, all the details were in the email that I sent out uh, earlier in the week. If you would like to receive uh, the link to the live stream of the funeral service when it becomes available, please uh, remember to send me an email requesting it. I'm not going to send it out generally, just to those who would like to have it. And then we were very sad to hear this week of the death of George's mother in Hungary. Please remember George and Lena and all of George's family at this sad and difficult time. Next Sunday, we will meet again, both in the hotel and on Zoom. But now Esther and David will light our candle. Christ is the light that lights our way. May we glimpse Christ's light this day.
And so we come to God in prayer. I will lead us in prayer and then Grace will lead us in the Lord's Prayer. But of course, you're welcome to use the version and language which is the most normal and natural for yourself as we reach that point. The psalmist tells us that God says, be still and know that I am God. God of all creation, in these moments we do our best to be still, to stop thinking about all the things we need to do, to stop worrying about all that troubles us in daily life, to stop trying to be or do anything and instead allow ourselves to become aware of your nearness. Jesus said to the wind and the waves, be still. Christ our brother, somehow able to sleep in the midst of chaos and confusion, draw close to us now. Calm our anxious thoughts. Comfort our deepest sorrows. Heal our aching hearts. Silent spirit, wisdom eternal, hovering over chaos and bringing order. Meet us in these moments. Soothe us with your balm. Energize us with your breath. Empower us with your energy. Encourage us with your strength. Triune God, perfect communion of love, here and now, as we gather, help us to know your presence within us and among us. Accept our praises. Forgive our sins. Attend to our needs and lead us in the way everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
Genesis chapter 9, 8 to 7. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your, with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whatever I bring, whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flight, flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth. From Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with his godly people. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in him should ponder them. Everything he does reveals his glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. He causes us to remember his wonderful works. How gracious and merciful is our Lord. He gives food to those who fear him. He always remembers his covenant. He has shown his great power to his people by giving them the lands of other nations. All he does is just and good, and all his commandments are trustworthy. They are forever true, to be obeyed faithfully and with integrity. He has paid a full ransom for his people. He has guaranteed his covenant with them forever. What a holy, awe-inspiring name he has. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. All who obey his commandments will grow in wisdom. Praise him forever. The Lord says the time is coming when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the old covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and led them out of Egypt. Although I was like a husband to them, they did not keep that covenant. The new covenant that I will make with the people of Israel will be this. I will put my law within them and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. None of them will have to reach his fellow countrymen to know the Lord, because all will know me from the least to the greatest. I will forgive their sins, and I will no long remember their wrongs. I, the Lord, have spoken. A reading from Corinthians chapter 11. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes.
a day for technical hitches isn't it um we were actually wondering just before the service started if i was going to have to do the reflection through the medium of interpretive dance because we were getting no sound through to the people on zoom i can just about finger spell in british sign language i know virtually no signs and trust me it would take at least a week for me to spell out the sermon however i think we are connecting i think the tech is holding up which is all good So I was seven years old and I stood in the middle of Wootton Memorial Hall and I made my promise as a brownie guide, something that seemed to me hugely serious and significant. Words I can still remember and recite to this day. A promise to do my best in all areas of life, in faith, in relation to the nation of which I was a part, and the local and wider society. And it's a promise I continue to try to live out, though I have to say it's more than half a century since I had any connection with the Girl Guide movement. Promises, I believe, and the youth organisations believe, are important to be taken seriously, and you should make every effort to fulfil them. That ethos has shaped my life, even though I don't always succeed in that endeavour. Promises are made to be broken. I so clearly remember the time that somebody said that to me. Having promised to do something that I have to confess, I have long since forgotten what it was, that they'd failed to fulfil and they just didn't seem to think it mattered. It was a cavalier attitude. It's like, well, promises are just words, aren't they? I mean, they might matter in the moment, but actually, you can just toss them away. If it shocked me then, it dismays me to this day. And, well, over recent weeks, we have seen too much of that on the public stage, haven't we? The full saying goes back to the 17th century, apparently. And it's, it's this, promises are like pie crust made to be broken. In other words, it's a caution to say, don't trust promises, that they're not something dependable. So yeah, this week we have seen the latest chapter in a saga of broken promises and, and taking honesty and truth very lightly. And it doesn't matter if you say the wrong thing, you can say something different tomorrow and it won't matter. And comparing that to myself as a very, very earnest seven-year-old in the late 1960s. Promises, oaths, vows, affirmations, pledges, they're all words in the English language used to describe and express commitment to do or to be something. Sometimes these transactions have a legal status, for example, conferring citizenship of a nation state, or formalising a marriage, or a commitment to tell the truth in a court of law. But what seems to characterise most of these is that they're actually one way. I promise to do such and such. I pledge to be such and such. If we look at the scriptures, we find a word that is both similar to and different from all of these. And that word is covenant. And that's the word that we're thinking about really this morning. Biblical covenants are distinctive in many different ways. And we as Baptist Christians aspire to bring those distinctives to the covenants that we make. Certainly, we sometimes use the language of promise or vows to describe the words that we use, but actually what is going on is, is much deeper, more wonderful and more demanding. Esan read from us from the book of Genesis, and here we find the first record of a permanent or lasting covenant made between God and all created life. And this is a one-way covenant. 
A commitment by God never to destroy animal or human life, indeed never to destroy any part of creation, no matter how frustrated or angry or disappointed God becomes. The sign and the symbol of the rainbow, as I've said in past sermons, is actually God's reminder to self of that promise. When God gets frustrated and disappointed and angry, God sees the rainbow and God remembers. I promised never to destroy this again. It seems to me that if God needs or finds helpful signs and symbols, then humans will too. Rituals, rites, symbols and signs are really important. They remind us not to give up. They're things we can go back to when it gets difficult, when it gets tough. So if we go back to those little brownies, you know, they've made that promise. And when they're struggling, when they're having a bad day and they don't want to be these things, they can remember that moment when they stood and made the promise. As with marriage, as with church membership or baptism. The words we use, the liturgies we create, are really important as they help to draw us back to those points. We can say, I really meant it that day, even though I struggle with it today. In Psalm 111, which Rachel read for us so beautifully, we hear about how that, cele- that is celebrated by the, the psalmist, by those who sing. Here is a God who actively remembers and enacts what has been promised. If you read through the psalm, you'll find those are specifically said. So a covenant is not once and for all done and dusted. It goes on. It's a work in progress, if you like. You have to live it out day by day. The moment you enter the covenant, you make the covenant, is really important. But even more important is it carries on to be lived out. I actually think the practice of remembering and rededicating to covenants in faith communities is helpful and important in that. Sometimes it just all gets too much. Sometimes we feel too let down by each other or ourselves. Sometimes we wonder why we bother. But we can go back and remember, this is what we covenanted to do. This is why we can carry on. Most of the covenants we see in the Bible are actually two-way a covenant between God and God's people, and specifically for most of them with the Hebrew nations. And they have an expectation on both sides. The covenant with Moses is perhaps the best example of that kind of a covenant. But of course, we know how that one worked out. The people didn't really keep their side of the covenant, and it all ended up in a horrible mess. Humans do get it wrong. I think that's as much as anything else. That's what it tells us. Humans mess up. We are fallible. We are not gods. We can make less than ideal choices. So we remember as we see the story of God's people that covenants aren't a magical spell. They don't make it all work. But they actually help to hold us together when it's a struggle. The prophet Jeremiah spoke about a new covenant, or maybe a new kind of covenant, that God plans to make with all humankind. It's not going to be written in scrolls or books. It's going to be embodied. If you like, it's written in the hearts and minds of the people and lived out in their everyday life. seems to me to speak of incarnation, of the word being made flesh, not in one specific special person, but actually in everybody who chooses to believe in and try to live for God. So to me, that seems to speak about community, about communal discernment, about mutuality and respect, all lived out in the day to day. Love God, love your neighbour and love yourself. It's has the language of we and us, not me and you. This is not a tip, just an I-thou relationship with God, that God's up there and we down here, but it is a we and us, we with God and we with one another. And I think that's really beautiful, and I think it's really challenging. But it's what we aspire to as Baptist Christians when we covenant together. It's more than a voluntary association. It's more than a people who gather together 
whether that's on site or online or both. It's actually about a commitment to deep relationship, to vulnerable sharing and generous loving. Of course, for Christians, that covenant that Jeremiah speaks of finds its expression most fully in the life, death and resurrection of Jesus, who is the anointed one, who is the word made flesh, the son of man, the son of God, the light of the world. The records we have of Jesus' final meal with his friends tell us how he understood his impending death and how he saw the shedding of his blood as a seal for this new covenant between God and humanity, between heaven and earth. However we understand the events of Calvary, or the cross event as theologians call it, we continue to fulfil, at least in symbolic form, the last command Jesus gave to his followers before he died. Whether Jesus actually was referring to the Passover meal that was done once a year, whether he was referring to every time you sit down to eat food together, or whether he was referring to some kind of symbolic meal, as is the way with most of us in most churches, there is something about the sharing of breads and wine that for Jesus' followers should act in the same way as the rainbow acts for God. It's a reminder to ourselves and to each other, and yes, to God, of the covenant that is made in and through Jesus. Each time we come to the table, together with our siblings and community, we're kind of saying, I remember that covenant. I choose again to do my best to keep the promises I made, to try to follow Jesus, to be part of this local community. And indeed, the whole community of believers that expands through time and space. I choose to remember, to put back together the story of which I'm a part, the story that gives meaning to my life, but the story that gains its meaning also through my life. We choose to remember to walk together with God in ways known and still to be made known, as the old Baptist would have put it. Today, Bethany, Narsi and Janet are choosing to covenant with this com community as members, accepting the privileges and responsibilities that bring. And today, we also choose to covenant with them, committing ourselves to care for them, to listen to them, to learn with them and from them. And today, we invoke the triune name of God as we recall and rededicate ourselves to life and work of the community called Hillhead Baptist Church. And so, with those thoughts in mind, let's sing again, longing for light, we wait in darkness.
So we come now to the point in our service where we are going to welcome Bethany, Narsi and Janet into covenanted membership. We're just doing a few tweaks on the um, what we're showing you. Hopefully Leo is going to manage to pin Bethany and Narsi so that everywhere um, hopefully you can see them. And Janet is going to come and join me. What is really exciting is this is the first time that we've actually been able to do a hybrid reception into membership we'd like to be able to see you Janet so if you want to just curry in a bit um, you're very welcome to take your mask off as well if you're comfortable to do so so the way this is going to work is um, Janet and I will speak online and when they're saying their promises Narsi and Bethany sorry on site and Bethany and Narsi will speak online so we might get a little bit of feedback but we, we will live with that um, and then when we come to do the, the promises for the whole congregation. Anne and Brian will speak unmuted on behalf of the whole church, but please, wherever you are, on site or online, if, if you would like to join in um, with those promises, if this is your usual place of worship and you want to join in those promises, just speak it, um, and we hopefully won't get too much of a, of a mess, but it'll be what it'll be. It's fine. We're having technological hilarity this morning. In the name of our loving God, it's our joy and welcome. Uh, it is our joy to welcome Bethany, Narsi, and Janet into the membership of this church, one community on site and online. Bethany and Narsi have recently been baptised, and Janet has been a disciple for many years. They are each committed to serving God in this community. Today, we acknowledge and thank God for that commitment. And so I ask these three women, do you believe in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, your creator and redeemer and the sustainer of all things? I do. This is the God in whom I trust. Do you believe that God has led you to share in the worship, life and witness of this local congregation? I do. And I thank God for the gift of fellowship. Will you share with us the gifts God has given you that, together, we may serve God in our local community and in the wider world? I will. All I have is given by God. As Baptist Christians, we covenant together as a community of the disciples of Jesus Christ. Baptised into his name, we share the joys and responsibilities of fellowship. We gather for worship and to discern the mind of Christ. Together we seek the kingdom of God through prayer, witness and service. And in the power of the Holy Spirit, we seek to build one another up in love. Will you share with us in this common life and service? And will you walk together with us before God in ways that are known and yet to be made known? I will. Well. Thanks, 
So if you are on site and you're able, you're now, and a, this is your regular place of worship, I would like to invite you to stand, if you'd like to now, as a sign of your support for these candidates. If you're online, we don't expect you to stand up, because that would just mean you'd all disappear. Um, but if you would be comfortable to raise a hand, um, physical hand, don't use the hand tool, that just causes confusion, then that symbolises again to these friends that um, you are welcoming them. So please say the words wherever you are, and Anna Bryan will speak them um, to, the, to the mic for the benefit of those online. Do you welcome Bethany, Narsi, and Janet into the fellowship of this worshipping community? We do. This is our joy God has given us the gift of Bethany, Narsi, and Janet, and through them has given us gifts for ministry in the life and witness of this congregation. Will you support them in Christian service and in the responsibilities of church membership? We will. Thank you to God. Will you pray for and encourage them through hospitality, friendship and prayer? We will. In the fellowship of all and in the name of Jesus. And now Anne's going to welcome them on behalf of the church. My great pleasure on behalf of this church family to welcome you into the covenanted membership of Hillhead Baptist Church. If we were in one physical space, we would hug, so a virtual hug on this occasion to all three of you. And now a blessing. Bethany, Janet and Nassi, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace, now and always. Amen. Feel free to sit down um, again. As is our custom, we've invited each of these new members to choose a song for us today, and we're going to sing the song that Janet has chosen, Beauty for Brokenness. Oh 
Let us pray. O God, our God, as we come to you now in prayer, we do so hardly knowing where to begin or what to say. All around the world, we see the consequences of human sin and finitude, greed and power grabs, violence and corruption, climate chaos and habitat destruction. Were it not for your trustworthy promises and your covenant commitment to all creation, we would be left helpless and hopeless. Calling to mind again your everlasting covenant with all creation and the hope you offer in the vision of a new or renewed creation, we choose to believe that our prayers, however inadequate, do make a difference. And so we offer them to you now. Today we have rejoiced with Bethany, Nasi and Janet, who have chosen to make a covenant as part of this small community of believers. And we have committed ourselves to strengthen the bonds of love in hospitality, friendship and prayer. Help us, God of community, to live these words in the ordinary every day, that we all that we may all be built, sorry, that we may all build a stronger and deeper community in which everyone finds a true sense of belonging and acceptance and is encouraged and empowered in their discipleship of Christ. This week we pray for our tech team, appropriate, embracing the challenges of hybrid worship with commitment and enthusiasm. The people who come early and stay late to rig and de-rig equipment. Who source music, play videos and edit podcasts so that on site or online, now or on another occasion, we may share in worship as equal participants. Ours is a widespread community and this week our prayers include some of those who are part of our extended network as well as those who are regular worshippers. We thank God for the blurry edges of our community and for those whose covenant commitment enables these values to be expressed. And so we name before God, Jennifer, Neil and Jensen, Yang Yang, Antoinette and Spencer, Bayar and his family, Talash, Joy, our BMS partner, Adi, Moji, Esther and David, Eli, Elham, Ali, Benjamin and Bardia. Whilst we may be unaware of their personal circumstances, they are known to you, O oh God, and we entrust them to your care. We pray for all who are unwell and for all who mourn the loss of loved ones. Especially we pray for Lena and George following the death of George's mother this week. May their memories be a comfort to them in this time and may our love and your love surround them. As Baptist Christians, we are in covenant relationship with other congregations throughout the Baptist Union of Scotland. And this week we pray for the congregations at Hairstains, Hoyek and Hallensborough, each facing its own unique challenges in living out the gospel in their setting. And we pray too for General Director Martin Hodgson as he seeks to lead our union of churches with wisdom, compassion and insight in these ever-changing times. BMS World Vision works hard to live out the Great Commission to make disciples of all people everywhere with evangelistic and humanitarian projects across Eastern Asia, including Nepal, Cambodia, Thailand and Bangladesh. As our co-workers with Christ, we pray for them as they seek to share the story of Jesus, the love of God and the hope that inspires them. If we as a church have blurry boundaries, then so does the worldwide church, called to be salt and light in a bruised and disordered world. Help us, God of covenant, 
to pray and to live as those who are committed to truth, justice, integrity, compassion, faith, and above all, love. So that the yeast-like hope of your rule and reign may permeate all creation. We pray in the name of Christ, who is the reason for the hope we have. Amen. We're now going to listen to, if we're unfamiliar with it, or sing along with it, if we are familiar with it, the hymn chosen by Nasi, 10,000 Reasons, Bless the Lord, O My Soul. said, I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. As children of God and as participants in the covenant, we join together in heart and mind to celebrate the mystery of our communion with each other and in Christ. We are invited just as we are in all our brokenness and bewilderment assured that God's eternal promises are trustworthy and true, that Christ's redemptive sacrifice is for all creation, and that God's healing and transforming spirit is at work within us. As we prepare to share in this special moment of remembering and sharing, we first pause to lay down anything that hinders our full participation admitting to God any sins or shortcomings and asking for God's help as we move forward. As beloved and forgiven siblings in Christ, part of God's rainbow people, let us recall with wonder and awe the story of Christ's Last Supper, sign and symbol of the new or renewed covenant of grace. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. So let's follow Jesus' example and come to God in prayer. Covenant God, eternally faithful and endlessly loving, we thank you for the signs and symbols that draw us to remembrance of your commitment to us and all creation. As we share morsels of bread and sips of wine, help us to recall why we are doing so, to know ourselves as your beloved children and to rededicate ourselves to the challenges of faithful discipleship. Amen. So Jesus broke the bread and he shared it with his friends. And so, on site or online, we are one in Christ and we eat together with thanksgiving. And when they had eaten, Jesus took the cup and shared it with his friends. This is the sign and seal of the new covenant. So let's drink together in faith and unity.
the multi-hued rainbow reminds God of the covenant with all creation. The bread and wine remind us of God's sacrificial love for all things. Glory be to the God who we meet and walk with in Jesus the Christ. Amen. I will say the blessing but just to say for those who are on site and with sincere apologies to those online we do have a celebration cake we can't haven't yet worked how to feed it through the ether I'm really really sorry um, we will get some chunks of cake out to Nursie and Bethany it is basically the cake for those who are being welcomed for the rest of us if we get a taste it's a bonus um, but there will be opportunities to chat either on site or in the breakout rooms after the blessing May the triune God bless us with confidence and courage to live out our faith in a complex and challenging world. May our community of faith grow deeper and richer as we live out our covenant commitment. And may love for God, neighbour and self, empower and encourage us, today and always. Amen.